and welcome to the first episode of our Riverdale Recap Podcast. We're just popping in here for the premiere of season three, and I'm really excited to talk about this show. It struck my fancy when watching it recently. So as always, I'm Mary, and I'm really excited to introduce my co-host for this podcast, not my sister, Laura, but this is the first time we're having the great Kristen McInnes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, You needed someone with a K in their name, so I guess that's why I'm here. But I think it's a good time for people to jump in and start talking about Riverdale because the show is so confusing, and I think they need our guidance. Especially since the first two seasons came out kind of fast and a lot of people started watching them when they were put on Netflix. But if you want to watch something live and actually be able to hypothesize with us, then now's the time. I first started watching Riverdale three weeks ago, so I'm really (laughs) new to it. I heard ads about it on Robbie's podcast and just sort of was aware of the show, but I didn't have any concept of what it was because I haven't been watching any like mainstream TV for a while besides reality TV. But I watched the first two or three season or episodes on YouTube, got hooked immediately, went out, bought all the DVDs, and then marathoned the rest of the show in a couple days. So I've got to admit, I can't really decide whether or not I <laughs> like it or not yet. I, I'm obsessed with it, don't get me wrong, and I'm really addicted to it, but I don't know if it's a good show. <laughs> when I think we are on the same page with that, I have been watching Riverdale since day one. I've been watching it live this entire time. Uh, season two, I was away uh, for a few weeks, so I was behind. But then that was the first show I binged when I got back. It was the only thing I could really handle at that moment. So I, I'm also obsessed. I cannot tell if it's – I think it's – honestly, it's a bad show, but it's an enjoyable show. And it's just – it's so in, it's the most wild thing I think that's on TV right now where you're just like wait but what like it can't make up its mind what it is. Okay, that's the thing that I've it's a show with an identity crisis I think because it's like it wants to be a teen drama, wants to be a murder mystery, wants to be a romance, has some horror elements, it's kind of noir, but unlike everything else if you have like one tree hill like that's straight up teen drama for the most part and it's really easy to go full teen drama this it's like hey wait if if this was a real teen drama we would get a little bit more of whatever that particular element is and instead they're like wait wait we gotta we gotta go past this real quick because we gotta get back to the murder so (laughs) back to the murder (laughs) back to the supernatural oh gosh yeah I, i don't even we'll get to the fact that it's all of a sudden now also a supernatural and it's got musical elements so kind of kind of everything you want there a lot of the writers have written for pretty little liars uh glee and i think teen wolf there's there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff in there but have you ever are you big into cw shows have you ever watched any of those before so it's like it's a little weird i'm canadian so we don't really have the cw all of the shows that would be cw shows kind of are on different networks. Like, for example, Riverdale just comes onto Canadian Netflix when it comes out. Like, is, every, is Canadian every week. Netflix different than US Netflix? Yeah, it's much worse. We oh, okay. have um, a lot more limited options just based on how licensing works here. I loved Gossip Girl. Um, I definitely was Pretty Little Liars CW or was that ABC? That was I ABC. Know. I think it was ABC. Um, so it's like, I feel like I've been watching these teen dramas for a long time, but I have no concept of what actually goes where because the networks are just so different here. Well, and I, when I first heard about this show, since I was watching it on DVD, I didn't 
I wasn't paying attention to what network it was on, but immediately it made me think of Smallville, which is the only other really big CW show that I watched growing up. And it the the sort of mystery element plus, oh, it's teenagers, but we're all 25. That <laughs> really struck me, which by the way, segue into that real quick. <laughs> I used to hate when I was younger watching shows that were set in high school, but all the actors were in their 20s. That used to bother me so much. I was like, why can't they get high school actors? Nope. Now as a 24 year old, I realize this is a good thing because otherwise it would be really awkward crushing over Cole Sprouse. I mean, I still feel really uncomfortable that I have a crush on Cole Sprouse now. Um, but it's also the thing where literally every show does it. I remember watching Dawson's Creek with my older sister, and we were trying to go through and see how old the actors were at the time. And the only actor that we were convinced was actually a teenager was Jack, and he was actually the oldest one out of all of them. He was like 31. So yeah. you, like, you can't even tell. No, it definitely happens. I The biggest age discrepancy I remember was – in Hannah Montana, the actor who played her brother was like almost the same age as her dad or closer to her dad's age than her. So that was, yeah, that was weird. But but yeah, the, the, for the most part, I think this is more of a suspend your disbelief show when it comes to the high school elements. I know they like to have that structure of it like being set in high school, um, but it's not really as important here for the most part. And I'm I'm just sort of pretending that they're just senior year for a really long time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a show where you have to suspend your disbelief about literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so what I was talking about with the not doing any one thing perfect, when they've had breakups or when they've like said I love you and stuff, I'm like this would be like a whole episode if this was just a teen drama. But the fact that they have all these other elements, it happens really, really quickly. And that can be good and bad because some things that I hate about normal dramas, this misunderstanding that'll last three episodes. And this one, it's immediately everybody says exactly what they're trying to say. And so it kind of gives you whiplash because you're like, wow, that was fast. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about waiting for it to be drawn out. But then there's also a lot where they they don't always close the loop properly. And so then you'll <laughs> something will come up and you're like, wait, I don't understand a big plot point at the end of season two and start of season three is Jughead wants Betty to be the serpent queen. Okay, but she already joined the serpents when she did the striptease things. Are you telling us she has to join again? I don't understand. Yeah, the whole joining the serpent thing. I did a lot of research on this when it got to the striptease episode because I was very confused whether or not she was a full-fledged serpent or not because I thought to be a serpent, you have to go through the whole reciting the rules, taking care of the dog, and grabbing the knife thing out of the snake cage. And then it's just at the end, the boys go do the thing where they get beat up and the girls do a strip tease because it's extremely sexist. Yeah, misogyny. Yeah. So that's what I thought was the setup. And I was like, okay, so she's just done the strip tease. So she's not a full serpent yet because don't they need someone to vouch for them? I don't know. It was the whole thing when Jughead became a serpent. So I figured it was like she's sort of an honorary. She's just trying to be in his world. She's not a serpent yet. And then he denies her and then he breaks up with her so I thought it was kind of like whatever but now all of a sudden she's a serpent queen so does she have a jacket I, I didn't even really couldn't tell if she was wearing a serpent jacket or not I don't think she does have a jacket and I think that she should definitely get a pink one if Cheryl gets to have a red one <laughs> okay that's not how gang colors work you know <laughs> like, we're 
black and green. Oh, except for you, Cheryl, because you everything get a red for you jacket. is red. Yeah, and then then so Cheryl's the same way because she was much more officially brought in. Here's the jacket, but she didn't have to do the strip tease. Maybe we can assume she did that over the summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I think that we're left to assume a lot of things with Cheryl. Oh gosh, it's okay. I I love Cheryl. She's my spirit animal in this show. I mean, I stand a queen who wears all red, as everyone's aware. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can jump in to the episode, episode one, Labor Day, and go through since a lot of it did take place in this courthouse, which. I don't know. Take it or leave it, I guess. But we got a quick recap at the beginning of the episode with some typical Jughead voiceover that we all love, sort of describing what happened over the summer, because I don't know why these shows can't take place during the summer at all. It always has to be. And now we're back. It's almost the first day of school, which... We start off with just recapping what everyone's done over the summer. Sounds like Veronica's been working at Pops, and I'm pro that, although it does make me question. There are a lot, like you said, there are a lot of loose ends from the finale of season two that I don't feel like get really discussed here. The whole end of season two, Veronica was talking about, oh, I bought Pops, and we're going to turn the basement into a speakeasy or something, which I'm all for, but also y'all are in high school. So, yeah, but she has money, so they don't have to follow the laws. Um, So is it like, is she working there for a wage that she's then paying herself? Or is she just like as a business owner helping out? Uh, And if she serves you, are you supposed to tip? I I don't know. Mm, Right. Never tip the proprietor. I learned that from Gilmore Girls. I think that she is probably working there. Well, her dad cut her off. So even though she's still daddy's little girl, she's not getting any allowance from him. So maybe she needs to make money from that. Again, not sure how it works with her owning it, but Pop running it. So whatever. Either way, it looks like she's been working. So good for her. We've seen about 50% of the characters working at Pops at this point. So I'm hoping for a nice round 100% by the end of the show. I think we could get there. I think so, too. That's my goal. Um, Betty has been, she's, it's stated that she's been doing an internship. I mean, it looks like she's just helping with Archie's case. I don't know if I'd count that as an internship. Like, is someone going to sign off on that? (laughs) She needs, um, Molly Ringwald to sign off that she has completed the internship hours so she can put on her CV so she can get a good job. Exactly. Uh, Because she's always shown that she wants to work in the legal field. Yes. I feel like she, Molly Ringwald was on another show within a few years ago too and now I can't remember what it is. Well she was the mom on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. That was a while ago. Yes that is what I was thinking of and that was actually a very long time ago. And to see that is a perfect example of teen drama that's only teen drama and needs some other element because that show just went off the rails immediately. That was show was never on the rails. (laughs) I, I only watched I think like a season or so, but by the end of the first season, I had determined that none of the characters had any redeeming qualities. Everyone was a horrible person, so I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, my my older sister loved that show, and I was like, what are we watching? Yeah, I wrote a great fan fiction called The Secret Life of Hogwarts Student. Stop. Highly what? recommend that one. But I'm gonna it's not to at all the same. It. <laughs> it's not I'm at all the same. I'm going to find all of your fan fiction oh, and read do it. it. So... <laughs> And then, okay, the most confusing part of this entire episode is just we flash forward, sort of, we we flash to this swimming hole a whole bunch of times before we ever actually go there, which is just very confusing because I can't tell if this is what we did over the summer, this is what we wanted to do. 
Yeah, so I got the impression that it was more so this is what their summer should have been. It should have been the perfect summer, hanging out with their friends at the swimming hole. Uh, But what it turned into was the summer at the courthouse uh, where they had this murder trial, which I'm pretty sure that in a town as small as Riverdale, they would have had to have done the trial another town over because everyone in the town would have too much of a connection to Archie. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Even to the point of his mom representing him, I mean, is that legal? I am not an expert on the legal system, so I don't know how that works. From my knowledge, you wouldn't want someone who is that close to you because they are clearly biased towards you. So... And obviously, like, if she works at a law firm in Chicago, there's probably a partner who could have come and represented Archie and would have maybe done a better job. Yeah, or have Mayor McCoy just be the one speak, or whatever, Mrs. McCoy, um, now that she's not the mayor anymore. It's very, very Is it like presidents, though? Do we always call them mayor? I'm going to go with that because I'm used to calling her Mayor McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) She has a very pretty first name, the character. Um, Everyone in this show is gorgeous anyway. That's because it's TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Most unrealistic thing about Riverdale is just how hot everybody is. How, yeah, everybody's hot. The other thing that bugged me was Jughead wearing, I know he's going to be wearing his hat during the summer. I get it. That's fine. Except have like a summer version. It's just, I mean, that's a, like a wool hat. It, it seems very hot. Okay, but what's the summer version of that? Is it like a straw hat that also has yeah. like a crown on it? <laughs> or one of those, you know how they have the, the baseball caps, but they're more mesh? It would look great. <laughs> a, sna- <laughs> a snapback? Yeah, it would be beautiful. I just think that it would be a nice little change to see him. Because this summer, it actually seems like summertime, whereas the first season that started right after the summer... I don't, what, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just the fact that Jughead was always shot in the shadows and things. It seemed more like it wasn't as hot outside. Yeah, well, because there's the scene, too, where they're, like, at the swimming hole in their bathing suits. Is he still wearing the hat in that scene? Some, it pink? Yeah, sometimes he has it, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, we'll get to that scene because I had to rewind and watch something about six times when we oh. were oh. watching that. Initially. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, anyway, but, yeah, so they, they go to the courthouse where we hear – the pitches pro and against Archie and it's, yeah closing arguments yeah closing I <laughs> look I know that Archie didn't commit this crime but I can't say that I thought I didn't think what what his mom was saying was oh yes case closed he's definitely secure it was more he's a good person though I felt like there were no actual facts look I, okay how, how is he being accused of this murder when there is zero evidence that he committed this crime? Yeah, so it looks like all of the evidence on either side was honestly just conjecture and, like, character witnesses. And basically they – the jury was going off of who did they believe, the people who are saying he's, like, a violent uh, teen who – you know, is starting vigilante groups, etc. Or do they believe that he's like this kind, good Archie, you know, uh, who's volunteering and always putting others before himself? None of this is relevant. Like, I really think that there's enough reasonable doubt here that it should have been a pretty clear case. I was of two minds because my first thought was, 
he doesn't they doesn't there doesn't seem to be any evidence but at the same time should he be allowed to just be walking around town free yeah. if he's <laughs> accused of being a murderer when the when the jury goes to sequester to start talking about it and they don't know where Archie is in the courthouse and he's just like sitting alone on the stairs I'm like I'm fairly certain that during a murder trial the person who is accused of murder has like a guard with them at least. Yeah. Also, why is he wearing a bow tie in the courthouse? I was also very confused about that. I don't know. I thought it was cute. Look, given <laughs> what we saw the first season, I'm just happy that he's not wearing his varsity jacket because every serious event, funerals, memorials, he was wearing his varsity jacket last season. Or season Did he one. give his varsity jacket away? What happened to it? I don't know. I've, I'm just glad that this is not a show about football because oh, thank that God. is the boringest plot to me of any of these teen dramas are the uh, the sports. Sprinkle in some sports. I'm okay with that. But the episode just about wrestling was the hardest one for me to get into. Just because I, I did not that care. happened. Oh my god! Yeah, Lucky you. <laughs> now I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, it's also really hard for me to pick apart individual episodes because I literally watched the entire show over three days. So yeah, it's uh, it's a fun show to binge, and then you're like trying to tease out all the details, and you're like, well, wait a second, what? What happened in what order? Yeah, I I don't even know. Okay, the other the <laughs> other great <laughs> great argument here was that Archie helped find Jason Blossom's killer, which go back, rewatch season 1 cuz I just did rewatch most of season 1. That is 99% Betty and Jughead. Archie has pretty much nothing to do with the Jason Blossom murder. Until like he's there sometimes. He doesn't actively do anything to solve that case. Yeah, no. All he actively does is when he saves Cheryl after when she's in the water. Right, which I think talk about that. And That's like they briefly point. touched on that, which is like a good point, but also I feel like he could have done uh saved her in a smarter way. Like why didn't he yeah. kick through the ice? Why was he punching it? <laughs> Because he, he skipped leg day, and so he didn't oh. think he would have the strength there. He's classic gym bro, skipping leg day, chicken leg Archie over here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, going back to this being able to roam the halls. I mean, yeah. when FP was accused of murder, he's locked up, and then he goes to trial, and he's locked up again. It's not yeah. like he... He doesn't get to to go home for the weekend when the jury's deliberating. Yeah, the fact that Archie contemplated running away, that's the reason why he shouldn't be allowed to just be out here. And is this a thing, like a socioeconomic issue in Riverdale? It probably is. That or him being a child. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I always forget that they're children. (laughs) Well, they're, okay. So I always think about when I watch TV or read books or whatever, like, I was one of those kids growing up who would read Harry Potter and be like, oh, when I'm 14, I need to be able to do the stuff equivalent to what they did in this book. <laughs> and so I think back, especially emotionally and, like, maturity levels, I think back now to they're going to start junior year. So junior year. Wait, that- this is their junior year? Yeah. <laughs> they're about <laughs> to start their junior year. So wait, they're supposed to be 16 years old. <laughs> right. Well, 15 or 16, depending on the oh birthday. So I'm thinking back to when I was that age. That is when I first, I had my first boyfriend. So it was, it was a pretty emotional, intense time. <laughs> Don't think that I would have ever punched through ice. Definitely was not at the age where we had internships, but that might have just been me. <laughs> No, I don't think internships are so much a thing uh, when you're 15. Yeah, no, I mean, I had my first internship my junior year of college. <laughs> so 
Well, and like I have ne- still at 25, <laughs> I haven't solved a murder yet, so I'm definitely I behind. I know. I haven't solved a murder, never been captain of either cheerleading or football. So just really, really lacking in this. Uh... Wow. Why don't they ever have any shows about cross country? They're on the swim team. There's probably a show about swimming. I mean, swim team was in Pretty Little Liars okay. because Emily was on the swim team. That's true. That's true. So they they sometimes have that. But, but yeah, football football was not an impressive thing at my high school. We Like in Canada in general, I feel like football is obviously not as big of a deal as it is in the States. But we had like a very strong football team considering like the small town we were in. And they routinely went to like – provincials which was very exciting uh but i i didn't go to one football game in high school is that the equivalent of going to states or something oh yes because provinces i connected the dots it's fine my knowledge (laughs) of canada is immense that's actually the whole point of this podcast is i will actually teach you about canada and you could teach me about america yeah that's really what i'm (laughs) really what i'm trying to learn here um you're right so they're they're at this point where archie has disappeared because they're deliberating and this deliberation Pretty quick, all in all, seems to take about three minutes, so I'm glad that this uh, two-month-long trial is being decided this quickly. So Betty and Archie and Jughead and Veronica are talking, and there's this great part where they're just mentioning, like, oh, remember when we used to go to the swimming hole? Oh, yeah, until we got leeches. And Betty doesn't remember if that happened or if it was in a movie, which, look, I can understand that if you're 50 years old and you're talking about when you were a kid, but this had to have been max 10 years ago that they're doing this. Well, and it was probably less than 10 years ago. It was probably 10 years ago they started going to the swimming hole, and then three years later they got leeches, where Archie and Jughead just going off and doing something else, and they got leeches. Well, also, getting leeches, like, it's not a thing that it's, oh, we're older now, so they're gone. It, this could still happen. I wouldn't want to go back to a place where I had <laughs> gotten a bunch well, of I mean, leeches all over me. Getting rid of leeches is not that hard. Just pour some salt on them, and they're they're gone. I guess. Did you have a swimming hole that you got, you used to go to as a kid or anything? I mean, we would go to the beach. But not fresh water in the woods? It wasn't a secret <laughs> swimming hole. I mean, like in Ontario where we would go, there was definitely campsites and woods around the place we were swimming. And then, I don't know, I feel like there's always trees near the beach, but I don't. See, where know. we live, like, quarry jumping is a really big thing, and so that's what everyone does, except I never did it because pretty sure it's illegal, and <laughs> there were always all these rumors about finding dead bodies or, like, old oh. cars in there, and so that freaked me out. So I just, I don't like the concept of jumping into water that's 40 or 50 feet deep. That freaks me out. Have it where, because uh, we used to, yeah, we used to go hiking, and you would jump, it probably was not, like, 50 feet, it was probably, like, 18 feet, but whatever, you would jump in, but it was into six feet of water so you would hit the bottom but it's yes, okay. yeah, I feel like that's more dangerous I feel like it's a lot safer to jump into the much deeper water because you're not gonna break your neck this isn't about safety it's about just my psychology of not liking the abyss below me freaks okay. me out you know what honestly good to know good to know <laughs> yeah I don't know swimming in general like when you go to I, I went to Hawaii once and the water was too clear where I didn't like being able to see things under me. I'd rather it be murky and just not have to know. Okay, great. There's a shark. I see it. That's not, I don't want that. I'd rather just not know. Let it be a surprise. It's okay. A surprise shark. 
Yeah. Okay. That's so. <laughs> so, I I guess sometime around here is when Archie decides that you know what I just want to live my life for these last few days and it's fine. I think this is more of a pride thing because he knows that this is all about Hiram and him forcing this problem on Archie. I, I'm kind of surprised that he's just giving up. He doesn't. He's not the one who's been slaving over trying to get him out of jail all summer and he's kind of like oh oh well guys you know it's fine I'll just I'll live my life it'll be okay well and I get the impression that they just were fixing that car all summer long (laughs) and so it's like like Archie what have you been doing I know I it's hard to feel bad for Archie sometimes I mean poor guy you you threatened a person who has way more social power than you and this is kind of what you get don't do that yeah, and first got super involved with this sketchy person and, like, was all in, was like, I will kill someone for you, basically. And then once they know too much, decides, oh, I'm out. Like, if I've learned anything from movies, is you don't get to just walk away from that life. Yeah, that's when you get shot down like all the other people that Hiram's had killed. Yeah, so he's lucky he didn't get murked. Uh, he really is. Okay. We have quick scene at Pops, which is... Okay, I love this episode's attempting to sort of foreshadow things, but it, it'd be one thing if Jughead walks by a table, sees some kids playing a game, be like, hey, what's that game? And they're like, oh, this is the name. And then you just sort of don't think anything of it until it comes back up. But they are drilling into you like, hey, watch this. This is important because we're going to give them the creepiest, weirdest reaction <laughs> when he asks a normal question. Yeah, no, it's just it's just a game. It's just a game. Gargoyle King. Just a game. And so we we are briefly introduced to someone, I think their name was Ben. Not super clear, doesn't look like someone we've seen before. Blondish guy. He's sitting there playing with yeah, Dylan Doily. It's yeah, it says Ben. Ben. Right. So they're playing some game. Jughead's kinda like, what are you doing? They, D- Dilton's kind of trying to say the answer, but Ben's immediately like, shut up, shut up, don't talk, don't tell him, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, just super sketchy. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, this is obviously significant. If you don't want people asking, don't be playing your game in public. Don't be acting all sketchy. And so that's when, yeah, that's when Archie decides that he just wants to have a nice, normal last weekend of his life. And then bombshell Cheryl comes in. Yeah, she's apparently been on a motorcycle, but she is wearing like short shorts and no shirt with her leather jacket. Girl, uh, your road rash is not gonna be good. Yes. Uh, I love, I love that she's just been going cross-country motorcycle traveling all summer. At some point, I am assuming she learned how to ride a unicycle. Love Or unicycle, sorry. sorry unicycle. Motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle. Okay, cross-country unicycling would be also impressive. That's actually much more impressive, <laughs> I think. But maybe it's just me thinking about, look, all I know is my knowledge of learning how to ride a motorcycle comes from <clears throat> the second Twilight book, New Moon. So yeah. it, it it's took not them- easy. It took them at least four or five chapters to be able to ride the motorcycle. So she fell off a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, this is clearly really impressive, and we need to look more into Cheryl's ability just to pick things. I mean, she she's master archer as well. <laughs> so you know, well, and okay, but was she riding a motorcycle herself, or was she just riding on the back of a motorcycle? Because that's less Good impressive. Good point. Let's assume that she was riding on the back of Tony's motorcycle. <laughs> much better i think that's much cooler uh so yeah she comes in like you said booty shorts and her 
her, I think it's bathing suit with the uh, the leather jacket. And leather jackets, those are cool. But if it's hot enough to when you're wearing a bathing suit, maybe don't be wearing the leather jacket. Also, Pops clearly does not have that strict of a dress code. A leather jacket is not a light article of clothing. It is heavy. I have certainly done my time wearing leather jackets. I love them, but it's not always the, the, the time and place. She doesn't just walk in. She's there for a very important reason because now it's time to have a pool party. And I love that even though this is the age of cell phones and social media, word of mouth, that's how we're, that's how we're doing this. She needs to officially invite them. I cannot tell if Cheryl is friends with them or not. I mean, I guess she's a serpent, so... She, like, now kind of has to be friends with them, but she's been kind of an antagonist most of the series, Uh, and I'm honestly surprised she didn't have, like, engraved invitations for them. Like, here's my end-of-season pool party. But she's like, are you trying to make those on the road? Uh, Of course. (laughs) She couldn't do that on the road. Uh, But she's like, yeah, Archie, your life's about to be over, so I understand if you can't make it. (laughs) He's like, nah, it'll be fun. It'll be my last hurrah. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, we have a pool party we need to cram into this episode, and I'm assuming, based on all the promos I've watched, that we're also going to actually go to this swimming hole at some point. So basically just summer fun episode with a little bit of courthouse sprinkled in. But you thought wrong. (laughs) Right. So then we get the start of the (laughs) cult-like elements of this episode. I don't know. Betty's house is just the most problematic. Polly and Alice Cooper... They are already just giving me real creepy vibes. They seem way too zen. And look, zen is good, but when Alice Cooper is zen, I'm not here for it. Um, And they just seem so relaxed. They got back from the retreat for their, like, pyramid scheme. Like, I'm waiting for them to start selling essential oils, and I'm not about it. Those are very in right now. It'd be great. (laughs) I think think Riverdale probably doesn't have... uh, doesn't have that market so they could they could really they can make a lot of money yeah. they could be at the top of the pyramid yeah i feel like hermione lodge could go for some essential oils maybe a crystal <laughs> necklace oh i see it she's betty's pretty much yeah i'm not gonna hang out with you guys because you're acting real weird so i'm gonna go hang out with archie instead but nice talking to you every single shot we get of the coopers they're all dressed they're, they don't match but they have the same color scheme which i get i mean they all wear pastels all the time anyway but I'm really down for it i like a family that can can dress alike yeah i feel like if you aren't matching your color palette to the rest of your family you don't really care about them that much I know. It's my color palette consists of things that have cow patterns. And sometimes my family, we all get together and we wear a lot of cow patterns. Anyway, so and then we hear about Edgar, who is the guy from the farm, which I'm really glad that at the beginning of the episode, they had a, hey, here's what you missed from season two, because they threw in that scene where Polly is telling her mom about Edgar can help you. Yeah, I know some guy at the farm. I need to go. Let's. I hope there's an episode at the farm because I really oh, want to see what this is like. It's got to be coming. It has to happen this season probably. Yeah. Well, they've already mentioned that there's going to be a like flashback episode oh. with the parents when they're younger. So I'm really excited for that. Curious to see how they're going to do it. Because some shows, like when they did that in Smallville, they just had all of the teenage stars playing their parents, their relatives. So I'm not sure how that oh, would be. they will probably do that again for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know what's worse. It'd be like, hey, Betty, you're going to play your mom or having 
Alice Cooper play herself with just a lot of makeup on or something. I don't even think she would need that much makeup because she still is so hot. (laughs) She doesn't even look that different from when she was on Twin Peaks. Did you watch Twin Peaks? I Okay, I've never fully watched Twin Peaks. I'm actually doing like a watch through with a friend right now. So I've only seen a couple of episodes. If anyone spoils me on Twin Peaks, I will be <laughs> devastated. I I only know about it through uh, Riverdale, through hearing about it. So Okay, well, I'm, th- I'm like three episodes in and it's really good. And no, isn't that set in Canada hot. or am I wrong? I think it's uh, another one of these like border town gotcha. type okay. things, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I would believe whatever you told me about Canada. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, I, this is so exciting. <laughs> so then we get some some nice Archie and his father fixing up his car. It's adorable. Which I know they all get in it later, but just seeing it in the garage, it looks tiny. It does not look like something that should be allowed to be on the road. Yeah, it's not street legal. Um, <laughs> is it even possible to insure that car? I'm not so sure. And. I, Again, I'm pretty sure they spent the whole summer fixing the car. It's the kind of car that you see in, like, parades that go about two miles an hour. And, you know, the, the yeah. car enthusiasts bring them out just for Fourth of July or whatever. It's like someone much older is going to see Archie driving that car and they're going to be like, he doesn't understand. He doesn't deserve such a classic piece of American history. <laughs> And then, so, okay, this episode, I would like to call this the Archie goes around telling everyone what to do when he's in prison. Because throughout the episode, he has at least three or four conversations with people. And the first one we get here with him telling Betty, hey, I need you to look after my dad when I go to jail. My response is, hey, Archie, how about try not to go to jail because this is not my responsibility. I am a teenager. I have my own life. Do not need to be looking after your adult father. Maybe tell his mom that. That should be his mom's yeah. job. I just really like how he's like, Betty, look after my dad. Invite him to dinner. Like, that's the extent of it. That's <laughs> all Maybe find him take. a girlfriend. Set him up for Match.com. <laughs> you know, just some nice things. Yeah. Again, probably something he should have said to his mom. I think the most important thing about this show is having adult characters as well. A lot of shows start out where approximately equal teenage characters, adult characters, and then by season three or four, there's one adult character left for whatever reason, and it makes it feel a lot less real for me. So I like, I like that they're sort of the adult characters. It gives a lot of realism to this show. Yeah, much needed (laughs) realism. So then we have Veronica yelling at her father. This happens at least once. I feel like we get this scene twice in this episode. It's just kind of the same thing both times. Exact same scene. It's a lot of, Dad, I know you did this. And the dad's like, hey, I didn't do this. I, I really like how, how she's like, stop this. You have to stop it. And it's he's like, it's outside of my control. And it's like, well, yeah, it is because it's gone through the full legal system at this point. <laughs> it's not. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> I, I like to believe that this is just the conversation they've had every single night this summer. <laughs> she's just trying, trying to break him. Because, yeah, honey, this is like, you've waited a little late. Maybe you should have asked this before feel like this would have been a good thing to threaten early on. I don't know. She doesn't really have any leverage, but whatever. No, she has nothing. She probably should have not uh, done the trade of that bar for Pops because then Uh, she'd have leverage with her dad. So then we get the the serpent campsite. I'm going to call it that. I... Okay, last I checked, the serpents were living all at Fred Andrews' house. Guess they're not there anymore. So not sure where they are. This looks (laughs) like They have tents in a field. (laughs) Yeah, they have tents. I appreciate... (laughs) this but also 
it's summer. It's not going to be summer for much longer. So I'm going to need some more permanent housing for these people. It looks like when you watch a movie about like one of the world wars, it looks like a medic camp. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Just pure white tents in a field. Yeah. And so Jughead, I, okay, I love Jughead. He's my favorite character, but I cannot get behind him just being in charge of all these people. It's legacy. I get it. Your dad picked you to run the place and your dad has retired, but is still hanging around. So, mm. but he is like not a threatening presence and he's not if I was an adult I can understand the kids but if I was an adult who's been a serpent for like twice as long as Jughead's been alive I don't know if I would be able to follow him uh again with gang life you don't get to just walk away and retire from it I feel like (laughs) like Mr. Jughead should be still in charge and it should only be once he dies that it gets passed along and then there's probably supposed to be some sort of like fight or something for who gets to take over I don't know (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me. I they don't understand a, games. They just have a punch off and whoever, <laughs> whoever stays up. That's probably, that's probably what boxing is. I'm sorry. Oh, it's that's fine. so rude to boxers ever. I, it's like they have one of those carnival things where you like throw the hammer down. Yeah. And it's like see who's strong. Whoever gets the highest score on that gets to lead the survey. Because the reason they don't do that is because 100% little Jughead's not winning that contest. He's not winning any contest. <laughs> But he has the most heart of all the serpents. So the uh, they're 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 tasked with the they need to find the ghoulies or they need to figure out what the ghoulies are up to. Which yeah, they have to just go see do some recon in Southside. Yeah, and so let's send Fangs because let's face it, he already almost died once. So we don't really care if he dies. He's dispensable. Yeah. We've already accepted his life is ending. Also, Jughead has a serpent tattoo on his arm again. That's fine. I'm cool with it. But I feel like there should be a little bit of scarring from where his old one was just shaved off him. I don't, I mean, I, I scar really easily. Like, I'll scratch my hand and that'll be there for about, you know, two years. So. And I, like, with tattoo removal, um, anything that's going to remove a tattoo is certainly going to leave uh, a mark. And then I'm thinking, like, did it hurt a lot to get the, the serpent tattoo back? Probably. Like, did Probably. it hurt extra because of the scar tissue? Right. Okay. So speaking Has of- it healed <laughs> enough for him to have another tattoo there? Definitely not. But speaking of <laughs> do tattoos hurt? So FP's just given a tattoo to Archie, which here's the reasoning. He's giving Archie a tattoo because if he goes to Juvie, he's going to need friends. And there are apparently a lot of serpents in Juvie who are going to help him out because he has a tattoo. And I'm thinking- Aren't they going to be a little more suspicious about, like, hey, I never saw you around. You definitely are not from the South Side. Oh, you're hey. Archie Andrews. <laughs> hey, look at that fresh tattoo. Yeah. How's he supposed to do proper ta- Like, I, li- I actually just got my first tattoo, like, three days ago. Uh, I can tell you it hurts. Yes. And it's certainly, like, the aftercare that you're supposed to do is probably really tough to do in prison. <laughs> yeah, look, you have to put the non-scented lotion on it, and mine, after, like, two days, just scabbed up. It was disgusting, so... That's my worst. I haven't scabbed up yet, and I'm terrified of that. It, it's kind of cathartic, because it kind of just, like, peels off, but then the tattoo's still there. Anyway... All I know is getting a tattoo, especially one that that's the the size the tattoo he got would take a while. That would take a couple hours. And then FP just slaps him, just slaps the tattoo. Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, that hurts. And I really want to. And Archie just doesn't react. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, come on, at least wince or something. I know you're not that buff. I mean, well, 
he, he didn't even win getting the tattoo. Yeah, I don't know. It, also, I couldn't really tell what he was using. It, at first, I thought he was just drawing something on. I thought it was going to be like henna, and then be like, <laughs> we're not really giving you a tattoo. Don't worry about it. It's just temporary. But no, it's real, and he has it now. Yep, yep. And I do like the fact that the tattoo is, it's the S that's on the back of Jughead and... Uh, FP's jackets, but everyone else's jackets had the the new serpent logo, which is not my fave. It's like a circle, and it I just don't I don't like it as much. I think that it should be the the S shaped serpent that makes way more sense. Yeah, because it's the South Side serpents. It's not the circle serpents. Yes, we do have in this scene my new favorite thing, and I'm going to be looking out for it for the rest of the show, which is FP wearing glasses is the best thing I've ever seen. It's Big adorable. Fan. I kind of want to see Jughead in glasses now, but. Uh, FP is my favorite criminal character because he's definitely still super a criminal. Well, I mean, I don't think you can just give a tattoo in someone's kitchen without a license. So that is also illegal. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think that FP is like the best adult character in the show. Because he has the most substance. He's also I- the most like the kids. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. He's the best. And, I mean, your options otherwise are, I mean, the lodges are just terrible, so. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. Alice Cooper, but she's cracked now. If Alice Cooper goes back to season two, Alice Cooper, I will be right back on board. But at the moment, not as much. So that's a great segue to back at Betty's house where, okay, look, I get it. You journal. I journal a lot. I have, like, five different types of journals, and I do, like, online journaling. But no one, no one at the age of, like, 15 or 16 is capable of filling, like, she had, like, 10 full books. Well, she's lived a very complicated <laughs> life. A lot has happened to her. And she is very uh, wordy, obviously. I like to believe that the early ones are just, like, I heart Archie for about, you know, 50 pages. And that's uh, all. That's it's, like, uh, it's like Mrs. Betty Andrews. Mrs. Yeah. Betty Andrews. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth Cooper Andrews. Yeah, I would love it. So I really hope, I was really kind of hoping that we would get like a shot of flicking through some of those so I could freeze frame it and read what she'd written. But we know that she's really diligent about her writing because last season she just straight up wrote, I think Archie and Miss Grundy are a thing. And that was a huge plot point. So when does she have the time to be writing anymore? There's so much going on. She doesn't. She doesn't. It's excessive. And I was kind of hoping that they would just throw those in the fire because I really don't think that they're important unless they're going to come out later to be, those are Betty's spell books. And that's why she didn't want to. There are spell books. Yeah, because she's a witch. Yes. Also, so at the end of this scene, when Betty storms out, Polly comes in and is like, hey, mom, there's something else you don't know about Betty. Did we get confirmation on what that was? I'm fairly certain that that's when it comes back around and they're like talking about the Adderall prescription oh right and then the fact that she has not actually been in therapy all summer yeah not sure how Polly would well I guess because she said she went to go like refill the prescription or something but I was really hoping that it was gonna be like hey mom here's what you don't know look she has a wig and then her mom would be like, no, 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 we figured that out last season, Polly. You weren't here, but don't worry. Chick, Chick and I figured that one out. Like, yeah, you were you were busy with your children. Um, we already determined that. That would have been so funny. <laughs> she comes out with a laptop and she's like, look, Betty was a cam girl for like one episode. So this is what you didn't know. But first we have to go to the pool party because oh, this right. is really what I was waiting for. And this is one of the scenes that I watched a bunch of times because I was just wanted to pause it and see who all was there. And you get a lot of, a lot of nice 
little cameos. I see um, Val, Val in the background. She's looking great. I don't see the third pussycat because, let's face it, she has about two lines anyway. Yeah, she's irrelevant. <clears throat> Sad. Um, also, no musical numbers in this episode. It'll be back next week, I'm I, sure. I'm, I'm really hoping because we need it. I was really kind of hoping that at the first scene in the courthouse, we'd get Archie being, look, let me prove to you how, how nice of a kid I am. Hit it, pussycats. And then they just sing one of his songs or something. He, like, pulls out his acoustic guitar, starts yeah. playing, like, look how emotional I am. I'm such a good person. Right. But that didn't happen. And we didn't even get any, like, pussycats singing at the pool party. Oh, well. It was cool, though. Um, Everyone's just chill. Apparently, Cheryl being a serpent means, hey, all the serpents and Northsiders, we're just cool now. So I'm down with that. I'm sure that this peace treaty will not last for long. Well, they have a common enemy in the ghoulies. Oh, yeah. And they have a common enemy in the fact that the Ghoulies has the worst gang name ever. Yeah, of all time. Right. So I was also wondering when we first saw the pool, like, oh, wait, is the house just back? Are we just skipping over the fact that the house is burned? No, because then you get a shot of the house in the background. It looks like a haunted mansion. Caved in, charcoal black. It's beautiful. I loved it. I was really happy that they kept that in because I was really thinking that it was going to be like, psych, I somehow fixed it up over the summer. Yeah, we rebuilt. I was away <laughs> because of the contractors were busy. Uh, yes. And the house is, it's back. It's perfect. It's just the most Riverdale thing. We kept the grounds nice. And the pool's fine. Someone came in and, you know, fixed that up for the summer. But nah, we're, the house, it's cool. We don't need it. Yeah, we don't we don't need anywhere to live. And also, why are the serpents not just living there? I'm sure that has more shelter than tents. I mean, in. at the very least, they could have put their tents there. Yeah, that would have been great, too, if we just see in the background all the serpents. <laughs> all the serpents. <laughs> This is their homeland now. Yeah. Oh, well. And then uh, we have a couple random pairings, Josie and Sweet Pea, which I think is cute. Love Sweet Pea. He's so cute. Like, yes. and big, and she's so little. I love him so much. I mean, he, he has the worst gang name ever, but... No, I think he has the best gang name <laughs> ever. Sweet Pea. Did you ever hear about all the th fan theories where people thought he was related to uh, Penny Peabody just because they had P in their name? No, I do be sweet pea peabody. Uh, sweet peabody. Yeah, sweet peabody. But I, I don't like the fact that Josie is, no, we can't be a thing because I need to focus on my musical career. Write love songs. Wouldn't that be? Wait, so that's, so the relationship between Josie and sweet pea is why we didn't get a musical number this episode. So it she is. is. You're right. She's right. You're right. Never mind. Get, gotta get gotta rid of go. sweet. <laughs> gotta get rid of Sweet Pea just so that we can we can have Josie's music back. I'm okay with it now. Yeah. Case closed. We figured it out. <laughs> then we have our other favorite couple, or at least my other favorite couple, Kevin and Moose. Um, although this is just the weirdest. I don't know if I follow this scene. They're both reading in lounge chairs, which I think is really yeah. at cute. a party. <laughs> at a party that they're reading. And look, I I was that person who in high school like had a book with me at all times. It was in my purse or whatever in case you you Rory Kilmore. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I identified with that and just you know whatever. But I would never pull a book out at a party because that's the time to socialize. I don't know. So Kevin is like, hey, Moose, let's make a pact to lose our virginity by Halloween. Now, maybe this is just me, but I was a little confused. Do they mean, like, with each other? And that's what I, I'm pretty sure that's what he means, is he's like, you know how some people make a pact to lose their virginity by the end of the year? Let's do that on an accelerated timeline. By Halloween. And I'm like, but, Kay, weren't you 
already hooking up with like that serpent that's what i thought well and i thought that i thought the two of them were already hooking well no i guess because they were going to but then they found jason's body so i don't know what they've been doing all summer i mean not not saying that they needed to probably just like hand stuff right i would assume so (laughs) but look i i am not questioning their relationship i think this is fine and honestly especially for their age people should be taking things slow in at the age of 15 oh my in god general i mean i know the actors are in their 20s but it's still i'm trying to contextualize things oh my god well and that's i feel like that's a 15 year old boy thing to do is to be like hey we need to be doing more i guess except the thing is i all of those references of of the movies and books and stuff where people are let's make a pact it's not with each other though it's not like a couple's hey let's make this pact it's a bunch of friends so that's why i was almost thinking are they saying they need to go hook up with other people i was very confused i yeah no you're right it doesn't make any logical sense but i'm pretty sure he meant we have to have sex by halloween which i think is like very toxic behavior in a relationship yeah i think that they should discuss it and and kevin i don't think he's being malicious here but i think that moose was not clearly he's not as comfortable as kevin is and so maybe let's just take things slow maybe let's ask moose if he wants to put a timeline on this and maybe moose is like you know what halloween i can't do it but thanksgiving We'll talk. Also, maybe maybe let's try to be spontaneous and not nail down a date because just now I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the Halloween episode where we know something's <laughs> gonna go down. Okay. Oh, they're probably gonna break up I know, because really he's not gonna be ready. Oh. And I'm really hoping they have a great couple's costume though. I'm gonna start hypothesizing what I think that's gonna be. Hope yes. it's gonna be great. Archie wants Reggie to work with Jughead to keep the peace. Because remember, Archie's just going around telling everyone, "Hey, yeah. when I'm in jail, here's your task." <laughs> Here's what you do. Yeah, okay. I don't know what Reggie's been doing. He's cool. He's back to being a bro, which I'm I'm down with because yeah, I didn't like mean Reggie, but chill Reggie's. I'm cool with it. And I like how Archie's like, no more circles, no red circles, no dark circles. I'm like, what well, what about yellow circles? Are we allowed to are we allowed to have those? Gray no, circles. No, no circles. No circles. Okay. Of any color. Hmm. What if he wants to form the uh the the dark triangle? Are we allowed to have that? I mean, I think in spirit it's still a circle, so no. Okay, so <laughs> no more, no more <laughs> no vigilanteism. More. Yeah, Reggie's just like, yeah, bro, I got you. Nice cat. And then we move on. Uh, Cheryl to- tells Tony um, about how she tried to kill herself. Which, okay, I feel like they needed to state this. I, they they're like okay we need a quick little scene between tony and cheryl we need them to to show that they're close or whatever but this it was a little bit like either i felt like they would have already discussed this or that if they haven't discussed it it's clearly a big enough thing to where you wouldn't just be like at a party be like yeah i had a dark time i don't yeah. know yeah yeah so that thing about the ice like what happened with that it's like um you know maybe that's something you let cheryl bring up when she's ready it, it was a little bit rushed I stand them as a couple. Pretty much everybody. Veronica and Archie is the only one that I'm a little amorous to not. The only thing that I like about Veronica and Archie is that they didn't make the entire season about a love triangle with Betty, Veronica, and Archie. And that they just kind of glossed over that. That's the only good part. Yes. And I think that they probably, just with how these shows work, where they're kind of writing them as they happen, they probably 
were willing to do that, but then they realized that Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt just have amazing chemistry and wanted to put them together. I'm I'm more of a fan of this, even though like normal friend groups don't generally just consist of like, perfectly happy couples without any tension. So at least in at least in my high school, everybody dated each other. We had a group of friends, and there was a lot of. Mm-hmm. I don't know, cross-pollination was the word that came into my head, which I don't think is... I thought you were going to say cross-contamination, so cross-pollination's better. I think think that works. I'm going to move along. (laughs) Yeah, moving on. Anyways. (laughs) Then Josie tells Veronica where the jury is being sequestered. No, this is a bad idea. Let's not do this. This is how multiple people go to prison. This is not making Archie any more innocent. The jury's not going to just have this random girl show up to tell them her side of things and be like, ah, yes, of course. Now, now we think he's innocent. And like, what's Veronica going to tell them? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what, I mean, multiple times in this episode, it was, oh, hey, we have more time. But if you haven't convinced them by this point, I'm not sure there's going to be any new evidence you're going to be able to find to help. Because Unless it's any evidence, which doesn't exist. True. And then we get Dilton being really creepy. And again, the show is, we're going to put in a really big music cue right here so you know that this, this means something. Important. Yeah. Jughead just kind of ignores him. And then Fangs runs up and we're like, oh no, this is going to be serious. Something bad has happened. Pool party's over. Time to have a big fight. But no, it's just that hot dog has been taken. And look. I'm all for pets. Pets are great. It didn't feel it was as much. There were no stakes here, you know? Well, I feel like they'd already come to terms that Hot Dog was gone and that they probably thought Hot Dog was dead. Send a really beat up looking Hot Dog with a note tied around him that says, like, we have fangs now. Like, that would make a little more sense. Like, oh, no, now we have to go wreck. I mean, okay, worst case scenario, the dog dies, but they didn't have the dog to begin with. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess we just don't understand how much they love their dog. Yeah, not enough to give it a better name, but I know it's named after the comics, so. Nothing like a, uh, just a communal dog. So then we have this great meeting of the minds with, with the, uh, whole serpent slash Cheryl crew. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's just the stakes here weren't very high for me. Every time they say gooly, I think googly. And it just does, isn't scary at all. Betty's like, I'm a serpent queen. And I'm like, are you a serpent or not? Don't know. Don't have a jacket. Don't have a tattoo. Don't have a jacket. I know. Also, I was, well, am I the only person who I thought the scene at the end of season two where he's like, you want to be my serpent queen? I thought that was a marriage proposal. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, I didn't think that this was about, I didn't literally think it was serpent queen. Yeah, I, I assumed it was like, I want you to be my mob wife. Yeah. Um, and I, like, he didn't even get her, like, a promise ring or anything. It's honestly so rude. But again, they're f- they're 15. Whatever. And then, hey, I don't want you to come because it's da- – well, okay. It's one of these, again, these scenarios where it's not dangerous. It's fine that I go. Oh, but it's too dangerous if you go. Which one is it? But like I said, this show is really quick at resolving conflicts because she's just, nope, I'm going with you. And like, okay, sounds good. The serpent queen is a warrior queen. I'm coming. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. You can come. You said you're a warrior. Yeah, works for me. So glad that, uh, glad that that that's just taken care of. And then we get the same thing in like the next scene or whenever it is where Archie is his parent or yeah, his parents are talking. And instead of listening around the corner and then having a misunderstanding for three episodes, he just walks out. Hey, parents, like heard that. So glad that we don't need to have those tropes. Yeah. I mean, they, 
there's so much more going on that they don't have time for them. <laughs> so much going on because remember we need two different pool party related activities in this yes. episode that's very important absolutely yes hermione and veronica chat and she's like, hey mom dad's evil and hermione's you're right he totally is i'm his prisoner please save me <laughs> yeah she's like you have, you have a lot of privilege like being his blood and i don't have that same safety yeah which is probably true but super dark Well, but also it's, you'd think that as the mother of his child, she would have something. Especially because she's been doing pretty much everything he asked of her. Yeah, he, she's definitely been pretty evil herself. But I guess maybe just, she's a victim, but... Yeah, she is, and I think this is something that is probably a lot more... I think in the first two seasons... There were a lot of questions over why Hermione was so chill at the beginning, and then Hiram comes back and she's super evil all of a sudden. I assumed that it was because she was trapped in this relationship, and she knew that she needed to do this, and we're seeing a lot more of that. I'm really hoping at some point we get Hermione's breaking free scenario that happens. I just want, it's like the scene in season two where Alice Cooper comes out in the super cool red dress to the party. Oh, yes. I want that scene but with Hermione. I do too. I think that that is important. I hope it's coming and I'm really looking forward to the moment where but the thing is like Hiram at this point is our only well okay we'll get to the gargoyle thing eventually <laughs> but I was gonna say he's our only villain or enemy. Guess that's not 100% Well true. and the ghoulies. Yeah Petty Peabody. Penny. I don't know any of the ghoulies names but I sure know Penny's name. <sighs> anyway because of sweet pea of course <laughs> yeah. so we go to this stakeout thing where they're like they're hanging out for an hour or two and they're like nothing happened guess we'll just walk the 20 feet over here to where the dog is and take him obviously something's gonna happen but the it's just like a weird standoff where Jughead is trying to use his words to get out of it and This whole thing, it's just, it's so non, like a non-event because Penny threatens Betty again and this would be a big deal if this wasn't the sixth time that she's threatened her. Well, and it's, I also just feel like Penny is, yeah, whatever they have the South Side right now. Serpents have already done a great deal of physical violence to her. Uh, She should probably be more afraid of them. Then Cheryl, like, shoots someone in the arm. <laughs> Classic Cheryl. Yeah. Just Cheryl doesn't in. miss, okay? No. And then, uh, of course, we get the, like, hey, Cheryl, you should probably shoot Penny between the eyes. And that's pretty much it. And now Northside apparently is fair game, which was it not already? I don't know where these arbitrary borders are coming from where, yep. like, why did they think they couldn't go to the Northside? But also, like, saying Northside is fair game you are controlled by Hiram Lodge, so and he's on the north side, so I feel like it was already fair game. Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel like they don't get to decide that the north side is fair game. Hiram Lodge will tell them when the north side is fair game, which they already did that one time with all the riots. I think that either this is an empty threat or it was already fine to begin with. It didn't, I don't know. And yeah, I, I don't really know what's like, going to come It would this. be pretty easy to go burn down their campsite, wherever that is. Yeah, it really wouldn't take much. Um, Which, again, is why they need to move to Cheryl's house. Yeah, I feel like they could fix up at least some of the property that Cheryl owns 
and it would be more than enough room for all of the serpents, especially because so many of them are already in juvie. So Jughead and FP are just still living in his trailer. Which is on the south side, last I checked. Yeah, like, and last I checked, all of the trailers were gone or burned down, but their trailer's still there, so can't you move? Like, isn't that the purpose of a trailer? I mean, I know it's not, like, a mobile home exactly, but, like, you can technically... Well, yeah, the ones they had, it's not like they were in a double wide. Right. It's definitely something that could be moved. I think they should just park it out. Back behind Fred's house. Yeah. I mean, I maybe that's where it is and we just didn't know. And we just don't know. They're <laughs> secretly on the north side, but we just don't know because we only see the interior. I'd yeah. love that. I'd be a big <laughs> fan. Um, we need FP's trailer because that's the only place where Betty and Jughead can hook up occasionally. So the Betty and Polly and her mom situation doesn't make any sense. I was under the impression that Betty was not taking Adderall based on the first season where her mom was like, take this Adderall, and then she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so that's her. That's the impression I was also under. Um, but I guess through all of the trauma of finding out her dad was a serial killer, um, made her want to take Adderall. But I just feel like it would make more sense if she was, like, taking Xanax now, like... Or something, I, yeah. Like, Adderall is a stimulant? I guess it's what is keeping her focused on this trial and able to not sleep. I'm not an Adderall expert. Add that to the list. Canada. And and Adderall. Courtrooms and Adderall. (laughs) I'm also not an Adderall expert, so I don't know. Polly Polly has a point where she says that Betty needs to admit that she is going through trauma and should probably actually talk to someone. And I agree. I I do think that, that this is something Betty probably needs in her life. Yeah, definitely she should be talking to someone. And it should not be a cult leader. Yeah, I'm also hoping that we get some confirmation on her father is locked up. Or, like, he's he's gone. Like, he's not going to break out of prison. He's not going to get someone to break him out. Because I'm really worried about that. And I just don't want to have another season about the Black Hood. I, I don't want any more Black Hood. I don't want any more of... Hal Cooper. I don't want it, but I think there's the actor who plays him is still, I think, going to be on this season. Interesting. I guess we'll see where that goes. It could maybe it's him. Maybe it's his twin brother. Oh yeah. Well, since he's technically a blossom, we can assume that everybody has a twin. Po- Polly has a twin somewhere. Yeah, Polly has a twin. Betty has a twin. Yeah, Everyone has a-, a twin. Yeah, Alice doesn't have a twin. But she's definitely going to get with FP, so I'm just ready for that. That's really all I want. I just I, want her to come back, be saying Actually, although, but then you have that whole, like, parent thing. Yeah, no, it's too mm. uncomfortable because then it makes Jughead and Betty technically step-siblings. Yeah, no, okay. But not by blood, which is... It's like a whole Gossip Girl situation. I know. Every show does this, and I don't really understand why, but... it's I find it really gross every single time. I do, too, but I also really... Like, Alice and FP as individual characters. <laughs> you still ship, uh, what would Al, JP, what would their it's couple like names be? like Phallus, which no, is No, no, no. <laughs> and you can spell it either with an F or with a PH. No, no, no. <laughs> We're moving on. We're done. Okay. Right, so let's go to the swimming hole, because that's been foreshadowed about three times during this episode. Yeah, they had to go. Yeah. 
Okay, something I've noticed at this point was I assumed that the trailer I saw over the summer for season three was here a bunch of stuff that's gonna happen during season three. No, it's just here is everything that's gonna happen during episode one. (laughs) So everything happens. I assumed this was gonna happen later, but no, it's still the same episode. They go to a swimming hole. I don't know if they're in bathing suits or underwear. If they're in underwear, (laughs) Betty and Veronica have great not only are they wearing the same thing just in different colors but they also have much more matching underwear sets than anything that i own so especially as a 15 year old right i mean i don't know what the uh maybe the victoria's secret is just doing really well in riverdale yeah i'll assume there's a mall somewhere or they just do a lot of online shopping it's cute i appreciate it glad that they (laughs) jump in I don't know. I don't appreciate that Archie said last one and gets a sticky maple. Don't think we need to call back to the sticky maple. Yeah. Could have left that out. Not a fan. (laughs) And then commence just an entire day of double makeout sessions, which is so cringy for me. I can't handle that. It's so weird. Also, at one point, Jughead's just like the only one not in the water, just like sitting there brooding in his like tank top and shorts. And I don't think Jughead should be wearing shorts. It just feels wrong to me. No, everything, everything about this scene was, we want to do something cute and summery. But also, when you have two couples having essentially the same conversation, actually, it's not really. Because Betty and Jughead are the couple who talk, and Archie and Veronica are the couple who get naked in public, apparently. Yeah, it's just, I don't. I don't understand. I do like, though, back to, like, the Betty Veronica same bathing suit underwear situation. It's like in the comics when they have the same face, but just different hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. They do. Um, and, and of course, Betty has to have white or pink for everything, and Veronica has black, which, again, with Veronica, it's summertime. Maybe invest in some other colors that are not going to be so hot, because I assume that it's extremely boiling hot out out here. Also, Jughead, I don't know why you need to be wearing a tank top at all times. Archie's just shirtless. You can be shirtless, too. It's fine. I don't know. He's self-conscious, I guess. He's not as jacked as everyone else. Yeah, Jughead's one of those kids who would wear... Like the t-shirt in the pool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I used to do... I had, like... It wasn't just a t-shirt, but it was a swim shirt. What? That stretchy material. It was, like, bathing suit material, but it was a shirt. I used to get really bad sunburns. Anyway. I... You know what? Relatable. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. So... Then it's Jughead's turn to get the Archie pep talk of, hey, here's what you should do. Well, it, it starts out with, here's what you should do while we're in prison. But then it turns into, how about we just run away? <laughs> Which, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, honestly, I feel like this season would be a lot more fun if Archie was just on the run. Because you know he wouldn't have left Riverdale. Okay, well, here's his two options. <laughs> Option number one, learn how to ride a motorcycle. Which apparently is easy. It's easy. So that'll be fine. Option number two, take your car, which we know probably goes a max 20 miles an hour. <laughs> so he's not going to get very far. But I really would love that chase scene of him in his yeah, little car. Yeah, just a slow motion. Like, they, they're they walking and they overtake him. Yes. <laughs> Betty's like, hey, I'm really scared of the summer being over. But then he puts his hat on her head, which I just thought... That's cute, but that's probably really gross. His hat's going to be all sweaty and disgusting and probably never gets washed. Well, just like sharing hats in general is like pretty gross. It's a cute action, but realistically that's disgusting. Not into that. Plus, it looks like Jughead probably wears like a lot of gel in his hair or something. 
Well, just don't think is I'd it wash gel it. or does he just not wash his hair because he wears the hat? Either way, kind of gross. Disgusting no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is they're both having these conversations by the fire. But Archie and Veronica are like just straight up hooking up. So are they just, <laughs> are there two fires or are they just sitting on the opposite side of this They're fire? on opposite sides <laughs> of the same room and uh, Archie and Veronica have no shame. I, look, I'm okay with it. I just, in the the Archie and Veronica conversation is so funny because she's like, I'll be on the bus with all the other prison widows. Yeah, and bringing cupcakes because cupcakes fix everything in the Lodge family. I don't understand. Like, why was no effort put into actually keeping Archie out of prison? Because they have no evidence. And then Archie's sad that he won't be able to graduate with his friends, which sounds like the most high school thing Okay, but here's the thing. So if they're going into their junior year of school, I assume that Archie's still going to get to do school in prison. Like, they have to do something all day. If he's in for two years or whatever, he'll get out just in time to graduate with his friends. That's true. (laughs) That's true. They could all just – I feel like I was really expecting all the kids to be like, no, it's fine. We'll We'll just flunk out, and then we'll hang back a year and wait for you to get out of jail, and it'll be great. Or they'll all go to jail. Yeah, look, graduation is great, but graduation is not something that's really for the kids. It's for your parents anyway. You you think it's going to be this big momentous occasion, high school graduation. It's really not. It goes by really quickly, and most of it you're sitting and listening to other people talk, and you don't really care. And you're, like, sweaty and hot, and you can't really hear. Yes. So, also, I'm really excited for when they do inevitably graduate, and Jughead's just wearing a serpent jacket over his graduation gown. And Cheryl is wearing a bathing suit and heels. And Jughead is not wearing the graduation cap because he has to wear his uh, beanie slash tube. But anyway, so that that last day of summer, it's over. Glad that we had that really important swimming hole nostalgic time. They had to do it. (laughs) Yep. Super important. Uh, Courtroom, Fred and Archie both super need to get some legit shoes because they're both just wearing dirty tennis shoes. No one taught them how to dress, but at least uh, at least Molly Ringwald looks good. Yes, she's a, a queen. Uh, so this scene, there's so much that I'm just, I don't understand. So first of all, they're like, yeah, it's been three days. We're not going to change our minds. They would have to spend more time before they would come to that conclusion. Again, I'm not a lo- if a lawyer wants to explain to me why I'm wrong, please do. But then when he's just offered uh, a plea bargain on the spot... I don't think that's how plea bargains work. I'm pretty sure he would have to sign something. Yeah, I don't I don't think him just shouting something out is like legally They don't binding. just immediately take you to prison. But also, if we're living in a world where that does send you right to prison, he pled guilty. They I don't think they're allowed to appeal this. Like I think he just is supposed to go to jail. They can probably appeal it because he's a kid. I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. Oh, so you're disregarding the advice of your lawyer, your own mother? This is why your mother shouldn't be your lawyer in the first place. I I would love, this is what I was really hoping. I just really wanted. <laughs> I would love for there just to just be a title card. And it just says two years later, and he gets out of prison, and that's it. This is a normal, normal life circumstance. Nope, he's not going to magically get out. We just skip ahead two years. He's out of prison. It's more realistic. I would have loved that. I would be... All in on that. I would also be all in on them just, like, not having Archie on for a little while. And then it just skips forward two years and then he's back. 
Yeah, Archie's just gone. They named it Riverdale so it didn't have to be about Archie. He's just gone. It's fine. He's in jail now. Yeah, I I would have loved that. But instead, he gets taken away. Um, there's a, a a hug between Veronica and Betty, and Betty's like glaring, or I mean, Veronica's glaring at Hiram. I really wanted her to just flip him off or something. Thought that would have been funny, but instead they have an intense stare down. It's good too. Which they do every episode. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. She's kind of wrong because Hiram's not doing this just to like keep them apart as a couple. He's doing it because Archie straight up has so much dirt on him and is going to try and send him to prison. Like, literally, she's lucky Archie is alive. Yeah, because I feel like it would be a lot less hassle for Hiram to just, like, have him conveniently killed. He can clearly have a murder happen without any evidence, so... Yeah, should... I think that would have been the way to go, because, let's face it, what do you predict right now? How many episodes before Archie is completely absolved and out of prison? Like, three episodes. Yeah, max. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, <laughs> like it by could episode, be next week. <laughs> yeah, by episode two, three, four, he's out, it's over, we've moved on to something else. Um, oh, it's Hiram, maybe Hiram will go back to jail. Oh, that would be great. And then everything's just done with that, and we don't have to think about the fact that Penelope Blossom is trying to set up a brothel somewhere on the south side. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, how lucky you. <laughs> uh... Well, see, here's the thing is you just watched everything. I watched season two in like May when it was over. None of it makes sense anyways. So I feel like why would I store that information? Because it stuck with me because I didn't know that's where the show was going. And I also, back to that, it's really funny how she's, Cheryl's like, so you're a woman of the evening. Yeah. It's like, what year is it in Riverdale? Cheryl's my favorite because she just talks like she's in a different era, which is is so great. I love it. And Dilton comes by Jughead's trailer and he's like super out of it. But Jughead just doesn't seem fake. Like Jughead is not caring enough about, this is not the third time that Dilton yeah. is clearly something's going on. Like it's a cry for help. Something's happening. Right. And then he's talking about how there's some gargoyle king, he's real, whatever. And then all the adults left in the show are all planning on trying to prove that Hiram framed Archie. Good for them. Glad that Sheriff Keller's still around, even though he's not a sheriff anymore. He needs a job, probably. A lot of these people should probably get jobs, because I don't think- He's just unemployed now. Yeah, I don't know who is paying uh, Mrs. McCoy- I don't know, like, where all these people, I assume that Fred Andrews, we're just assuming his construction firm is, like, still chill. Yeah, still thriving. Every serpent works there. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Archie, you really derailed, you know, work. The entire economy of Riverdale is totally messed up. It really is. That's the worst part of all this. Hiram admits that he, all of a sudden, Hiram's like, oh, yeah, Archie's locked up. Yeah, now I'll admit to it. I totally framed him. It's cool. I just did it because you chose Archie over me. Which yeah, it's chill. She chose Archie over you because you did this, right? I mean, like, when, when did she... She officially chose Archie over him when he tried to w- drive a wedge in between them. You could have been a nice, happy family. Maybe it's when she bought Pops that he's counting that. Hmm. I mean, but the thing is, is he can be like, yeah, you chose Archie over me. But, like, she bought the bar and then immediately traded it to get what she... Like, she just gave up all of her negotiation power and gave her dad exactly what he wanted. So don't really understand when she chose Archie over him. I don't know. I don't know. But clearly he feels betrayed and she's like, well, you don't have a daughter anymore. Which, finally, took you long enough. I actually don't think it's that easy to quit your family. 
Uh, let's see. Where's Veronica gonna go live? Well, don't. How old do you have to be to get yourself emancipated? Well, Cheryl did it, so can't be that hard. Pretty sure you have to be like 16, though. Yeah, I think 16 is like the minimum, and then you have to like prove a. Maybe that'll be the next courtroom scene: is Veronica getting legally emancipated? Is she gonna go live with Fred Andrews? Then maybe she can take care of Fred Andrews. So, I mean, somebody has somebody to. Has to. <laughs> And then she can take the, the widow bus. Oh, and that's – it's so gross, too, because if, like, Hiram goes away and then Fred and Hermione get back together, that's another, like, just parents ancestral family. Like, it's so gross. You know, TV is very confused right now on whether or not incest is cool or not. Game of Thrones really, like, put a wrench in, I know, into things. it really did. I love that everyone's watching a show. I like these people, but I feel like I shouldn't. It's, everyone's watching a sh- they're writing a show and they're like you know what this show is great but do you know what it needs just a little incest. bit incest <laughs> a little bit no um so then jughead comes home and he sees this drawing of a weird skeletal monster thing with a head of like a cow skull and it's got like three legs it's just confusing and i assume that is the gargoyle king oh yeah we're we're already way ahead of him we got it we saw the trailer we knew what was gonna happen here <laughs> and there's like there's like a map on the back which he conveniently still has his murder wall up and so he's like oh hey look it's a map of riverdale and it's pointing to fox forest park so we're just gonna go to fox forest park then then we see archie on a bus to juvie which i was really i don't know why i really thought it was gonna flip over or get derailed or like there was gonna be i was expecting a car accident i was expecting something yeah but nope it didn't we do see that his snake tat's probably not gonna help because there's a ghoulie on the bus probably should have gotten him a a ghoulie tat instead maybe one on each arm he could be like depending on who shows up (laughs) it's like in um in bojack when uh Todd goes to jail. Two gangs, and he's like trying to be in with both of them. <laughs> what do you think a ghoulie tattoo looks like? It's just a heart that says "I love Penny Peabody" inside it. <laughs> Maybe they don't do tattoos. Maybe straight edge version of mm-hmm. a gang. They have like the X's on their hands. Yeah, something like that. That would be great. Um, he should have invested in one of those bedazzled jackets. Brought one of those as well. He should have brought um, something spikier. Right, exactly. Maybe he can spike his hair up. Maybe that'll <laughs> maybe that'll do something. And we go by a town sign that's got some weird graffiti on it, matching the map that Dilton left. There was like some weird. It's like a triangle and then some other shapes. I didn't really pause it to see if I could figure out what it was. I'm assuming it'll be told it's to a, me at some point. It's a lot of shapes and they will explain it to us when the time comes. Right. But it's the same shapes, I think, or similar ones that are carved onto Dilton and Ben's backs, which I'm assuming they did that to each other. Not sure how you'd carve that into your own back. Well, or did someone else do it to both of them? Possibly. Also, Ben is foaming from the mouth. They're bent over. And I was very confused. Are they dead? Are they alive? I'm assuming that they're probably, one of them maybe will die and one of them will be alive. Hmm. Like Ben will be dead because we don't know him. Yeah. They can't kill Dilton, right? I hope not because Dilton got kind of hot. So they need to keep him there. Ben's, like, I don't even think we got a face shot of him. Like, I still don't really know who he is. Yeah, he's a stranger, so it's fine. He's dispensable. So as far as I can tell, Dungeons and Dragons has come to life, except not really, like, completely to life because the gargoyle thing is not a person. It's, like, a thing made out of twigs. It's, like, a beast made of 
sticks. Yeah, it it wasn't super scary to me. I mean, it's like the whole scenario is kind of creepy, but all of a sudden this show has become supernatural and I'm very confused because that was not the direction I thought we were going in. I know that there is Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the Archie universe, and so I know that people have been thinking there might be some magic. Not sure how I feel about it. Kind of liked the more realistic murder stuff a little better. We'll more see where murder, it goes. More murder, less supernatural. I'm hoping that it's not legitimate supernatural, and it's more like people going crazy. I would appreciate that more, because I like to believe that things could really happen. Yes, but this closing scene at Betty's house leads me to believe that's not the case. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. So (laughs) I thought this whole thing, unless it's like a dream sequence, which I don't think it was because, I don't know. But so she falls down, but she's looking at her mom and uh, and Polly holding up the little twin babies over a fire in the backyard. And there's a bunch of other people there. We don't really see who any of them are. And they're all wearing white. And they drop the babies into the fire, but at the last second, they float up into the air. Yeah. And then Betty has a seizure and passes out. So. And so has Betty always had a seizure condition? Is it like being faced as like a non-believer? She shouldn't be there? Is it like, did she overdose on, like, are they going to tell us that an Adderall overdose did this? This was just too much to handle. I'm really hoping that she didn't actually see this and this didn't happen because I just don't know or it'd be great if next next episode they're like no 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 like it was just like a magic trick like look they're in harnesses it's fine they weren't really they're gonna the little babies got pulled up in the air because of this contraption I just I really think you need to temper your expectations (laughs) because I think it was real dang it oh I don't know I I think that they're really because there's gonna be the new Sabrina show Mm -hmm coming out and so i wouldn't be surprised if there's crossover with it it's likely it's not my favorite no i really wish it was more murder and less uh magic so i guess we'll find out it looks like this whole gargoyle king plot is going to be a thing did you watch the promo for the next episode i have not yet watched the promo for the next episode i like to go in Blind. Yeah, I I watched it and immediately forgot it, so I can't tell you that I know anything (laughs) that happened in it. I do know that they mentioned the gargoyle guy again, but that's it. So Yeah, that's going to be a big thing, I think, which is just not... Yeah, so we'll see what happens. It does look like someone is in a morgue, but I don't know who it was. I wasn't paying attention. Well, that's probably Ben. It is probably Ben or or Doily. Dilton? No, Dilton is fine. I hope he's fine. They can't kill Dilton. They need one person who knows how to use a firearm in this town. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't know if he knows how to use one if he just shot one time and it turned into a fiasco. No, I'm sure he was practicing a ton. I'm sure. So, oh, the other thing I was going to ask you, I meant to do this at the beginning, but oh, well, we're sprinkling okay. it in now. It's uh, fine. <laughs> did you ever read any Archie comics or were you familiar with that at all? Like, how did you get into the show? So I did used to always get the Archie comics when I was, like, super young. We would always, like, it would be at the gas station or, like, grocery store, and you'd be like, oh, hey, but can I have the new Archie comic? And so, like, I have vivid memories of reading a lot of them, but I definitely haven't read an Archie comic in at least a decade, (laughs) if not more. Yeah. I was always aware of them. I don't think I ever read them there were probably a couple that i saw like in waiting rooms or at my Mm -hmm. grandparents house or something that i probably flipped through but i know that they had 
comic strips in the newspaper or they might have been like Betty and Veronica strips or something but I remember seeing the characters I was very aware of the characters uh it just seemed kind of like not super interesting because it's kind yeah, of no, just they're, like honestly they're boring for the most part but I do remember really liking the Betty and Veronica double digests mm. which were like extra big and then the only Archie plot line that really sticks out to me is there was one where they, they're, like, in a band, and they're all singing, and Jughead's, like, a terrible singer. <laughs> and then they start singing Christmas music, and it turns out he's, like, a, an angelic voice when they sing Christmas music, so they go, like, Christmas caroling. Oh, gosh. That's But it's, funny. like, only the holiday spirit that makes him a good singer. That's the only plot line I remember. <laughs> well, I know they've said that they're going to do another musical episode, and so I'm really, no. <laughs> I'm really interested. It was so That's bad. Yes, it was. But it's like there's shows like Buffy where the musical episode is a top tier, you know, piece of television. And then there's the Riverdale musical, which I had to pause watching and come back to it the next day. Oh, gosh. It was one of my favorite. My favorite musical episode of a TV show ever is the Even Stevens musical episode. And, yes. <laughs> and so I, I think they could be kind of hit or miss. I like it when they don't take themselves super seriously. And when it's, you know what? It, almost like how every show has a film noir episode where, like, someone gets hit on the head and they're back in the, like, 20s or something yeah. happens. So I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. We sort of, I mean, we exactly had that, but we had the flashback scene where they were in the Archie Comics attire. It's well, sort of like a nightmare probably, sequence. that'll be how they get the parent episode. True. Since they're going to do it. Maybe the parent episode will also be a musical episode. That would be interesting. That's too much. I'm interested to see if any of these parents can sing. I'm really curious to see if Cole Sprouse is going to sing because so far he's the only like kid who hasn't. So looking forward to that. I hope we get more Kevin Keller soon. And yeah. And I guess we'll we'll wrap up some of these loose end plots. Or they will ignore them. <laughs> Also very possible. Also it's very possible. I just want to see all the parents getting back to work because they really need to concentrate on their own yeah. lives and their own families for a little while. Look, Archie, yes. you're temporarily taken away. Let's have a hiatus. Let's go to school. We'll come back. Yeah, sounds about right. All right. Two years later. Yes. Well, I think that's going to wrap up yeah. this episode. It went on a little long. <laughs> Sorry. But we had, to, we had to go through a lot and try to streamline it a little bit more next week. Uh, no. Thanks for joining us. And we don't have a set date yet for, like, what day of the week we're going to be doing. But hopefully sometime next sometime thursday through saturday ish after the episode comes out give you a little time to watch it uh, i have to watch it online for the most part because i don't have cw access i don't have cable most people don't no <laughs> and in america they don't have them out on netflix until after the show is going to be over so at least you're getting them weekly right now yeah if you can get yourself like a vpn you can log into Canadian Netflix and watch it that night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Something like that. But until then, I'm trying to decide if I want to tweet about the show or not, because maybe I want to save all of my hot takes for the podcast. We'll see. We'll see what I think, if something really big happens. But you can follow me online at Frail Mary on any platform that you want. You can also follow KowskiCast at... Uh, KowskiCast with a K. That's cow with a K. Um, you can go to KowskiCast.com or look it up on iTunes. And you can check out the Revenge podcast that I do with my sister Laura on there, which is going to be let out a lot less frequently than this one. So if you want some stability in your life, 
watch Riverdale. Kirsten, where can they find you online? You can find me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. I always will tweet about anything I'm doing. Uh, and if you're a, a Survivor fan, I was on the RHAP B&B this week. So that was a mess and a half. And if you enjoy Riverdale, you'll probably enjoy that podcast. <laughs> yes, check that out. If for all of you who are listening to this and somehow not watching Survivor, I'm surprised. Go watch Survivor. Yeah, and then, where'd you come from? Yeah, or just or just listen to the B&B. It's also great. Um, <laughs> circulatory directing people to all of the podcasts containing the exact same humans. It's fine. Yes, it works. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> until then, next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>